Hello, my name is Ken, and I want to welcome you back to Deep Waters. This podcast is brought to you by Applied Strengths Ministry, where we believe working together in our strengths is the effect of working out the will and calling of God in our lives. The title of this message is Church Purpose. This is Series 2, Episode 20 of 28. If you remember from last message, we chatted about how we, in America, and the American church got here. So let's continue on that same theme and see what's up. If now God judged them, that is Israel, back then, won't he judge us now? I mean, Israel back then represented the church of today. 1 Peter 4.17 For the time has come that judgment must begin at the house of God. And if it first begin at us, what shall the end be of them that obey not the gospel of God? The way of God was and is to lead them and us, his people, by the cloud of fire, prophetic utterances, miracles, signs, and God-manifested wonders. This happens by God, selecting, ordaining, equipping, calling, sending, and with his anointing. Man has a role, but it is very small, so that we don't interfere too much and create a big, fat, churchy mess that no one can clean up. They, the believers, want to go in order to get fed, equipped for the work of ministry, released into their calling, find any sort of meal consisting of milk, bread, and or meat, to meet their maturity level, be it as a baby, son, or father, and to practice using their spiritual gifts unto perfection. This is a normal church. Have you found it? Sour milk, moldy bread, and our rank meat. Are these on your church menu? If your church is absent of the Holy Spirit, and if you are not equipping the saints for the work of ministry, you will not bear fruit that remains. Your doors may remain open for a hundred years, But so be it. The day comes when you stand before the Lord and have to give account for that. In my reading, I have come across this statement several times. This was also stated as far back as the 40s and 50s. So it is not a new issue, just one that seems to get ignored generation after successive generation. Today, the world is actually evangelizing the church. This has been a long and methodical process. Even now, we see the results in a community of professing believers who, in many ways, resemble the very system they are called to transform. Sadly, we have adopted the theology of cultural relevance. You see, I am just but one of many who believe a sweeping change needs to occur within the church. And I'm not talking about sweeping for the collection of pennies left under the church chairs. I'm talking about being a church prepared for the end times. And even if not for the end times, we're still supposed to be a church that is powerfully moving across this planet. We are like a car that has its rear end jacked up so that when the accelerator is applied, the car goes nowhere because the tires are not on the ground. But the good news is that there is a car, a destiny, a calling and a purpose, and we have a driver. Oh, do we have a driver. So the church soil of today, also known as your receptivity, Matthew 13, one through 23. On the same day, Jesus went out of the house and sat by the sea, and great multitudes were gathered together to him, so that he got into a boat and sat. The whole multitude stood on the shore. Then he spoke many things to them in parables, saying, Behold, a sower went out to sow, and as he sowed, some fell by the wayside, and the birds came and devoured them. Some fell on stony places where they did not have much earth, and they immediately sprang up, because they had no depth of earth. But when the sun was up, they were scorched, and because they had no root, they withered away. And some fell among thorns, 
and the thorns sprang up and choked them. But others fell on good ground and yielded a crop, some a hundred, some sixty, some thirty. He who has ears to hear, let him hear. And the disciples came and said to him, Why do you speak to them in parables? He answered and said to them, Because it has been given to you to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven. But to them it has not been given. For whoever has, to him more will be given, and he will have abundance. But whoever does not have, even what he has will be taken away from him. Therefore I speak to them in parables, because seeing they do not see, and hearing they do not hear, nor do they understand. And in them the prophecy of Isaiah is fulfilled, which says, Hearing you will hear, and shall not understand, and seeing you will see, and not perceive. For the hearts of this people have grown dull, their ears are hard of hearing, and their eyes they have closed, lest they should see with their eyes, and hear with their ears least they should understand with their hearts and turn, so that I should heal them. But blessed are your eyes, for they see, and for your ears, for they hear. For assuredly I say to you, that many prophets and righteous men desired to see what you see, and did not see it, and to hear what you hear, and did not hear it. Therefore hear the parable of the sower. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom, and does not understand it, then the wicked one comes and snatches away what was sown in his heart. So before I move on, I want you to get that. Reading the word of God or hearing the word of God, if you do not understand it, then there's a wicked one that comes and snatches away what was placed in your heart. It's not enough to go to church and listen to the pastor preach. You have to go and now dig into what he said. You have to understand what he said. You have to gain that understanding. This is why you have a Bible. They say something, you go back and you read it. You get that thing in your heart so that the devil cannot uproot it. Continuing on in verse 19. This is he who received the seed by the wayside. But he who received the seed on stony places, this is he who hears the word and immediately receives it with joy. Yet he has no root in himself, but endures only for a while. For when tribulation or persecution arises, because of the word, immediately he stumbles. Now he who received the seed among thorns is he who hears the word, and the cares of this world, and the deceitfulness of riches, choke the word, and it becomes unfruitful. But he who receives seed on the good ground, is he who hears the word, and understands it, who indeed bears fruit, and produces, some a hundredfold, some sixty, some thirty. Wayside, lack of understanding, not taught how to read the Bible, or to chase down revelation from God. Stony places, has no root, maturity, or depth. The church cannot mature believers if it is not intentionally equipping the saints for the work of ministry. No more than a soldier can fight on the battlefield if he is crying to go home to mommy. A system of maturing the saints for the assessing of growth of maturity needs to be put in place. Elsewise, how do you fill positions within the ministry? Hearsay? Limited observation while they are at church? Last time I attended, I observed what I have observed for over 25 years, and that is people bringing their best behavior to church, leaving a part of their true selves at home, hanging in the closet, waiting as a garment to be worn the rest of the week. Thorns. Cares of this world. This is often encouraged in the world, you know, for spiritual reasons, of course. The deceitful of riches. 
I hear it now. If I preach this kind of message, this very message that you are listening to in my church, no one will be left to pay the light bill, right? My response is then you have found a good way to sweep it out. Now replant properly in good soil and bear fruit that will remain. I tried or did my best as an unacceptable excuse when we were given the Holy Spirit as a helper and a teacher, and the Bible as the only source documented on the planet that has a 100% success rate. Besides, excuses are dream stealers, purpose muters, and good lazy makers. We have reached the moment of discussing what the perfect church would look like. After all, I cannot just present a problem without also presenting some kind of a solution. We have enough lazy complainers who believe their only job is to point out errors, but not to have contemplated any source of solution. It is a stupid thinker that states, you made the mess, now clean it up. This thinking is absent of love and service. And before you say it, allow me. We are way beyond the deceptive theory that we learn from our mistakes. This thought and attempted behavior is at very best an inconsistent consistency. Every part and parcel has a purpose and is needed. Everyone who is predestined to be born again is called and will be sent or commissioned. Ephesians 1:11. In him also we have obtained an inheritance, being predestined according to the purpose of him who works all things according to the counsel of his will. And he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers. Paul operated in three of these offices, 2 Timothy 1.11. Not saying we will all be called to do so, as a word does state, he gave some, not all. The rest who may not be called to hold a church office are called to do something else, just as important, if not more important, in the body of Christ. You must seek, find, use, and apply your gifts and talents and love through faith. Let's break here for just a moment. I want to point out how Paul ended up in those positions and or offices. Let's look at Timmy for a moment. 2 Timmy 1.11 To which I was appointed, a preacher, an apostle, and a teacher of the Gentiles. I thought this was an important detour because way too many of us's and them's are self-appointed. And that's not how it works. The appointment process needs to include God's whisper and confirmation, as well as a person needing to be wired in strengths and spiritual calling to function in that position. And let us not forget timing as maturity takes time, and to process through trials and tribulations along with testings properly. Okay, back to it. Well, look at that. We detoured out of time. That's it for this message, and as always, I hope you are growing like a weed as you process through this message. I have said it before and I'll say it again. Leave behind anything that is not yours. Take only what God is giving you. Attacking what you may not have revelation in is futile and sends the wrong message to the already confused population. Titus 3.9 But avoid foolish disputes, genealogies, contentions, and strivings about the law, for they are unprofitable and useless. Remember, it's not what you find wrong or disagree with regarding these messages, but what you can take away from them. Together, we can do more to impact the kingdom than if we work alone. Let's flip the script and kill, steal, and destroy the works of the enemy and create space for the light of light to shine through in the people's lives. Plant a seed and click on the like and subscribe button. Let's build this ministry together. Thanks and see you next time at Deep Water.